We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> the Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostat from Milwaukee Bucks Podcast, probably a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts, having a great time watching Milwaukee Bucks basketball in the new year. Who wouldn't? Joined as always by my Ray of Sunshine co-host, Rohan Kadi. Rohan, who's got it better than us? What could we possibly have to complain about? In 2024, watching the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll make a list, actually. We'll go through all of it. How's it going, Rohan? Doing doing well. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday morning. Hopefully everyone uh, in Wisconsin who is affected by the snow that's coming today is doing well. Yeah. You know, drive drive safe. Don't be, don't be dumb. Use your legs, uh, not your back when you're shoveling. Yeah. You know, just be safe. All that fun Wisconsin stuff. But yeah. Uh, uh, one thing you also have to keep in mind: uh, be safe, take care of your mental health. You know, watch watching the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, it's a it's a struggle right now. Yeah, you uh, got to coming... you got to get one of those like uh, one of those workout squeezer things. You got to get one of those and just work it the whole time, just to work out yep. some stress. Yeah, we're, we're coming to you. <laughs> we're coming to you the morning after the Milwaukee Bucks lose by sixteen on the uh, at home. To Jordan Tresky's Utah Jazz, I'm officially blaming Jordan for this. That's uh, fair. Somebody's got to take. Somebody's got to take the blame. We'll we'll give out some blame to a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> but and and you know what the worst part is? 16 points of a deficit. You're like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> After watching the game, well, it's so two games in a row now where it's like. The second half, they played pretty well. I mean, did they win the second half against Utah as well? I thought I'd oh, I did the box score up. Yeah, they did. Um, and it's just like the first halves where they just kind of get drubbed. And we'll talk about, you know, what really changed. But the Bucks won that third quarter by 21 points. And uh, they actually barely ended up losing the fourth quarter. But you win a quarter by 21 points most of the time you should probably win. But when you go down into halftime, down 31 
it makes it matter a whole lot less. So just a pair of frustrating games. I've seen the term fake comeback thrown around. I don't really I, – I don't. I think they were real – the comebacks were alive both times. They just couldn't pull off either. I, I would say it's different than a fake comeback. It's just too little too late, which maybe you want to say that's the same. I don't know. But no, like, it's 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 definitely not a fake comeback. A fake comeback is when you're down like 15 or something with like a minute and a half left. And you're like, oh, string string together a couple stops. Now it's like an eight point game. And it's like, OK, cool. But there's 40 seconds left. What are you going to do? This is not a fake comeback because the Bucks had cut it to a I think I think they got it down to eight or seven in that fourth quarter with like five six minutes left or more than that like a significant they ran out of gas at that point a significant amount of time left that's not a fake comeback and even against uh, houston as well like it's a four-point game at the end of the day like that's not a fake comeback yeah um but neither comeback is is ultimately finished and let's just talk about i mean i don't think we don't even need to do utah in particular although i posted on x the runescape teleportation gif it's just a guy drawing it. It's, it wasn't about teleporting, but I knew – I played RuneScape back in the day. I knew what it looked like. And I wanted to just draw like someone making a circle, like as though it were like a ritual. So I posted – and a couple people were like, hey, this is just a teleport. I was like, yeah, it's not about the teleportation. It, that part aside, that's not my main gripe. I have two gripes on this. Oh, uh, is this the sea bear? Yeah, this is a, you thought it was the SpongeBob Sea Bear, which I need to. That might be the funniest episode of SpongeBob. I need to rewatch SpongeBob. I know it's hard to do right now, but I, I, especially at this time in my life, aka the Bucks' lives, and it's snowing, and I could use some Sponge. Maybe in the two days off here, I'll, I'll watch the Sea Bear episode of SpongeBob. Anyway, posted about get the Bucks trading for Chris Dunn. So many people are oh, Chris Dunn sucks. What are you talking about, Chris Dunn? Who cares about Chris Dunn? What do you have? 13 assists? Two for two from the field? Suffocating guard defense? Is everyone in on Chris Dunn now? Am I going to get ridiculed for saying they should trade for Chris Dunn? I'm sorry I didn't post. Oh, I think they should get Alex Caruso, who they probably can't get. Or Marcus Smart, who is gettable, but it's probably going to be in a bidding war. Or insert great player here who the Bucs are going to have a hell of a hard time getting. Sorry I was realistic with my helpful players who would help the Bucks. Chris Dunn is very good now. I would love Chris Dunn. That's all. I wanted to rant because I no, was that's like, fair. damn, Chris that's Dunn fair. is killing. would be nice if he was on the other team tonight. I mean, someone needs to be able to take a victory lap in these That's true. Situations. That's the only one I'm going to get to take tonight. Or yeah, but but the Bucks are now at a point, and again, to be clear for anyone who is not watching, the Bucks in this Utah game were without Damian Lillard. They were without Cameron Payne. Uh, let's let's just make sure all the cards are on the table. Yeah, uh, Dame I mean, out for fine. personal reasons. Uh, Cam out it with a concussion. I think protocol? they're calling it a neck injury. Or did oh, they I thought I it? saw a concussion. Maybe, 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 I think it is. I, I think at first they called it a neck injury, but maybe now it's been upgraded to a concussion. Which is just so unfortunate. I hope both of them are doing well. I hope yeah, them are. Uh, won't be extended absences. Hope everything's all right with both of them. Um, I will say, I, mean, I certainly hope campaign's okay and is, is healthy soon. He's at risk of just not playing again when he comes back based on a, a lot of things that we'll get into that are not is the he? fault of his. Yes, I think for sure. Is he? Okay, because the Bucks do need a backup point guard. Do they really? Yes. Andre I mean, Jackson dribbled the ball at the floor and passed it to Chris. Is that not all they need? 
in those eight minutes or whatever, when 10 minutes when Dame isn't playing? I mean, I guess, but also like you you need like, multiple creators on the floor. I'm not saying that the Bucks like that that you're right, that campaign might not have a spot, but I don't think that's because of him. I think it would be because he's not like on the roster. Uh that too. And, I mean, I think I think it would be because of defense. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And it's just that's like fair. it's the same as Beasley losing his his minutes in this basically in both second halves. I think he played like the last, what, three minutes against uh, Utah. I don't know if he played really at all in the second half against Houston. I, I don't think it's because Millie Beasley is not performing offensively. I mean, he is one of the few players in 2024 shooting well at all. He's shooting 53% from three this year uh, in the five games in January thus far. It, it's the other end. And I think campaign, it might be the same deal. Whereas, I mean, Payne's offering even less than Beasley lately. Payne is shooting... Uh, 12% from three and 27% from the field in, in four games in January. Like, you're losing less offensively. And I think they've just – I think Griffin's adjustment lately, Bucks head coach Adrian Griffin has been, all right, we're just going to play more young guys and less vets, even if these – like they have the record scratch moments where they mess up possessions with – Andre Jackson certainly did. Marjan Bochamps in his own shooting slide this month, although he shot very well from two – He's shooting less than 29% from three in January. But just the energy, being able to stay in front of guys and switch and rotate and just contain drives defensively, I think we're seeing those guys' minutes go up and everyone else's minutes go down so far to kind of counteract the just just horrible play we've seen. I don't want to even want to say just defensively. I think it's both ends. I haven't pulled up, actually. Milwaukee's offense ranks 15th among all teams in January, which sounds just okay, but, I mean, they were, like, third for the season. Like, that's that was their whole deal. And I know Dame didn't play against Utah. That's just one of the five games. I mean, I think they weren't doing – I mean, they might have honestly gone up. I mean, what they – they scored 116 against Utah. It might have gone up without Dame versus where it was at the first four games. But then, of course, defensively, really bad. Milwaukee is 25th in December, so down – Honestly, I would have believed it's even lower. I think they were they were like for a while they had gotten up to above 15th and now I think even for the season they're well below 15th again. And of course, the actually most important number, a 22nd in net rating, minus 7.7 net for the month of January, which just means they're getting killed more or less. Um so yeah. it's really yeah. like, you know, we'll talk about defense, we'll talk about coaching quite a bit. Everyone's interested in that. Nothing's really working right now, though. They don't look great on either end. They can't score. They can't defend. This sucks. Yeah, they can't score. They can't defend. They can't force turnovers. They can't get out and run. They can't play the guys who are the highest paid players on their team or higher played players on their team. You'd mentioned earlier, like, yeah, you just have to play a lot of young guys because, like, at least AJ Green will try and stay in front of his guy. Like, there was a there was a Marcus Johnson, by the way, is absolutely fed up. He's not having Uh, it. No, he's not, and for good reason. Yeah. Uh, just on the broadcast against Utah, he was calling out the Bucks' pathetic effort, like calling, saying it's a disgusting effort, and he's right. He's absolutely right. I appreciate Marcus for saying that. He upgraded one- from disgusting to disappointed by the end of the game. Yeah. Just- which is really, the, the like, both of the last two games is really how it went, which, of course, the issue is, why are we starting at disgusting? 
Exactly. Exactly. Like, but one of the one things he called out that was like, really, he was like, oh, this is awesome. It was like AJ Green, like rotating and helping on defense. And it's like, oh, like, yeah, it's it's, it's crazy that AJ Green, who's like bottom five roster, like on the roster, like in terms of pecking order, is able to like stay in front of his guy. He is able to rotate on defense. He is able, like he's not going to have these miscommunications that everyone else on the roster seems to do. There is a possession, uh, like who are the two best defenders in the Milwaukee Bucks right now, Ty? Giannis and... Coming uh, into the season, you'd say. Oh, Giannis and Brooke. Yes. So there was a possession in the fourth quarter of the Utah game where it was just a Lowry Markin and Walker Kessler pick and roll in the corner. And Walker Kessler just comes and sets a pick for Lowry Markin and Giannis is defending Lowry. Uh, Brooke is defending uh, Walker Kessler. Both Giannis and Brooke take Kessler. Lowry Markin is just like, okay, I'm just standing in the corner wide open for three. Yeah. Like it, it's, it, it's, it's an insane amount of, defensive miscommunications that for some reason i feel like it's only happening to the vets like these young guys get it so which which leads me to believe it's not like a systemic issue because adrian griffin is able to come in and let these young guys play and then it's like yeah they're flying around on defense they're doing what they need to do and it's like why can't Giannis, malik beasley like chris these are seasoned veterans of the nba they've been around for decades combined it's like they they have like what like 40 something years of experience between them in the nba yeah something crazy and yet they can't execute a simple like pick and roll coverage without completely falling apart when you had brought this game back to within striking distance it's baffling i wonder how much of it is those guys doing so little outside of drop for the last five years and still like I wonder if there's still muscle memory there because that specific play that was brutal I mean it kind of it kind of killed almost any chance they had of coming back and like even if even if you're switching like I think switch one through four like I people said it sh- Brooke should have picked up Laurie Markkinen I mean are you not just dead in the water if Brooke is kind of contained Laurie Markkinen one-on-one from the perimeter Laurie Markkinen's like an all-star level player Giannis, it wasn't that hard of a screen. Just fight over the screen, and they both just kind of went around it. Giannis was either dropping or switching, and Brooke was doing the same. I, I do think the way they've used Brooke has been – they just haven't found a good way to do it. I think the issue is they don't have the perimeter defenders on guards to drop. I mean, they're just – they're getting torched. Brooke has to cover so much ground, and you try to do most anything else, and it's you get these situations where it's like Brooke's on the perimeter and – there's just like this confusion or this hesitation because like, are we really switching Brooke on Delaurie Markkinen and going to have him guard one-on-one from the perimeter? I mean, I've been pro, okay, if Brooke ends up on the perimeter, he can hang a little bit, but I don't think we should be actively giving him a switch onto you know, an all-star level perimeter player. So there's no, just not a great answer right now, I think, for their base defense. Outside of just playing the young guys more, but there's obvious issues in that too, which... I mean, I think for all their energy level, like I, I think Marjan and Andre Jackson Jr. are like solid defenders. I don't think they're good, like good NBA level defenders right now. I think they'll get there. They get beat all the time. Like I don't think they're great. I just think they're more 
involved in plays than Beasley and and sometimes Dame and you know Chris at Chris has his moments, but as certainly is not great at screen navigation and Pat Connaughton is just like has died. He's kind of died on screens and it's really just like straight line drives and he just can't contain anyone this season. Uh, you can go down the list. Bobby Portis says. You know, after some early success trapping, has not found success doing anything on the basketball court in 2024, which really I think like a lot of this comes down to your number one bench player is playing like he just doesn't deserve minutes at all. Do you know, so in 92 minutes, what do you think the Bucks plus minus is in these five January games with Bobby on the court? It's like minus 10 or something. <laughs> Dude, they would probably be three and two. Minus 51 in 92 minutes. Oh, I thought you meant like per game. No, sorry. So yeah, it's so you're right then. Yeah. So they they are basically in less than 20 minutes of Bobby Portis. They lose by a point every two minutes. More than that. It's untenable. It's yeah. untenable. And There's Pat a reason Cotton why he's gotten sh- down stocks every game for the last five yeah. games. Pat Cotton, who shared a lot of those minutes, is is minus 48 and 107 minutes. And then the next closest is Malik Beasley, who's minus 30 and 127 minutes, which is probably why you know he's barely played in a couple second halves despite the hot shooting. I mean, these are guys who are – I mean, Beasley's adding a lot with the three. Pat Cotton is actually shooting 52% from three in this span as well. It just hasn't mattered. The Bucks reserves – their starters haven't been good either. Their reserves have just been horrible. I mean, mostly unplayable. The young guys, again, they've added some life, some energy that the team needed. Chris Livingston plus five is the best plus minus on, on the team in January. Um, nobody else is in the plus outside of Robin Lopez and Thanasis, who each played three minutes and of strictly garbage time. And then the no next, tie tie at all. Yeah, that was uh, kind of strange. He was listed on the herd injury report as it did not play, even though he wasn't there. I don't know if there was if he wasn't officially recalled or what happened. Like I don't even know if he was. Was he active against? The he Jets? was active. Is he on the box score? I guess I didn't look. Yeah, he was active. I I was kind of surprised he didn't get any run, but regardless, uh, that's a a smaller thing. He was the only buck who didn't play. Yeah. Um. But Marjan is minus two in 76 minutes. Chris is minus four in 146 minutes. Brooke is minus six in 169. Ajax minus six in 62. Giannis minus nine in 189. So those aren't good numbers, but they're like, you know, a couple, sh- a couple, a couple shots away numbers. from dead yeah. even with all the other players mentioned have been like actively tanking the team more. Not purposefully, but their presence has been actively tanked. And unfortunately, one of them... Damian Lillard, minus 18 in 151 minutes, shooting 34% from the field, 16% from three. I hope everything's going well in Dame's personal life and nothing horrible. He was out for personal reasons against the Jazz. Obviously, he's had a lot going on in the last year. But just strictly on court, like, yeah, I mean, if you have your number one, your point guard, your really your number one point guard, number two player overall, Number one bench player and number two bench player, certainly with Crowder out and Bobby and Pat. And, you know, you're starting two guard who can shoot, but it's just been kind of a train wreck defensively. If all of them are just playing like bad, all caps bad, it's just going to be really hard to figure anything out when the rest of the bench is two rookies, one second year player, a guy who sits on the hardwood, a guy who runs an Instagram page like... It, like, there's only so many options. Wait, who's the guy who runs the Instagram? The Nasus. 
Oh, I'm, I, I'm getting the group DMs from him all the time now in the finalis. Oh, page. man. Oh, that's tough. I was hoping. I was like, I was secretly hoping like AJ Green has a pop in the IG or something. No, no, he got some burn. He is, uh, he's a guy who's got to stop breaking his face. Yeah. How did he break his nose again? I mean, I feel like it just happens. He only missed like one game for it. It's kind of tough. Yeah. I mean, he, he might have, he probably missed like three games, but that's yeah, fair. He, he was listed as out, I think, for maybe they forgot to update that status, but we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But yeah, it's just, it's untenable. That's the word I keep coming back to. It's untenable. This is not a recipe for success if you're the Milwaukee Bucks. There's going to be change. There's yeah. definitely going to be change. I think I think with this stretch and with this stretch, like being so close to the trade deadline, which is what, Fed something? Feb I should know this up. A month Feb from yesterday. A month from, so less than a month away from this, uh, from the trade deadline. Bobby's gone, right? Yeah, I mean, if he's if if he needs to turn it around, the, like literally, or right the now. the Bucks need a big man. The Bucks yeah. need a big man. They honestly do because the their two current big men who aren't sitting on the hardwood, as you like to put it, are. I mean, come on, it's just it's it's they're not playing well. Like Brooke Lopez, especially like during that Jazz game. Like, sure, not all of it's on him, but it's still like it comes down to it, it's not he's not producing. He's not producing on the defensive end. And again, that's not entirely his fault yeah. uh, because of the pr- lack of perimeter defense. It's tough to really put him in a scheme. We've talked about this at length before. I don't need to sort of rehash that. But even offensively, it's it's not great. Like there so are some shots, so many shots and some like the shot selection was just like it, it was making me very, very upset in that yeah. Utah game. Because he was taking shots like turnaround fades over Lowry Markinen and Walker Kessler with like eight seconds left on the shot clock. And you just think to yourself, can you not get a better shot off? Even Marcus was saying that you can yeah. get a better shot off yeah. than that. 
I mean, yeah, he should have just done better. I think that that though is a symptom of okay, we need to play Andre Jackson Jr. and Chris Livingston for 20 minutes to survive this half. And it's like defenses don't care. I mean, I thought Tony Jones, who covers the Jazz for the Athletic, I believe, was like, the Bucks are starting Andre Jackson. The Jazz can just camp out in the paint. And they did. And that's why the, all along we've been saying, like, yeah, it's not a no, like a, a no downside decision, even when Dame is back, to start Andre Jackson Jr. Because unless he's consistently knocking down threes and not turning them up, and you can say, oh, he shot... 40% in, in this month. Like, what's the issue? He's made two threes. He's taken one per game. Like, it's teams aren't going to respect that with the other options the Bucks have. And we already know teams don't care if Brooke shoots for the same reason. So if you're starting Brooke Lopez, Giannis, and Andre Jackson, like, even with Dame and Chris Middleton, your spacing is going to suck. And Utah was able to do that. Like, oh, we'll just put all of our big white guys in the paint all night. Good luck. And hey, Turns out the Bucks scored 116 and but like really struggled to score in that first half with the the rotations initially what they were and honestly don't know how they managed to score as much as they did playing as much Chris Livingston as they did in the second half. I mean, they got out and ran a lot, so credit to Livingston and Andre Jackson for that, but in the half court, I mean, there's going to be clear limitations on playing those guys. And that I think Let's let's talk about Adrian Griffin because that's what everyone wants to talk about. Everyone's ready to send him packing. Uh, I do think there's a chance he gets fired now. I don't think it's the right decision necessarily, but uh, as you said, like change is going to happen. Uh, the Bucks can't play like this for long. It's it's not tenable. Change has already happened. We saw kind of sad. I don't want to say funny because guys lost lost their jobs, but all this is going on and two guys who never scratched the floor at all, uh, Lindell Wigginton and Marquise Bolden get waived, and it's just like damn, like. I, I imagine they're looking for some sort of two-way perimeter defense help. I mean, we'll see. That's, that's not sourced. But uh, Jake Fisher yeah. did report a week ago yesterday that they held a veteran workout with an eye toward potential two-way guys. I, I didn't expect two players to get waived much, even and maybe one. You never know. I believe and it, that, was, it was before the two. It was before the league-wide guarantee date as well. Yeah. And well, there's uh, also they only have, I think, until January 15 to sign new two ways. There's also a deadline on that. So uh, it will be interesting to see who they bring in. I would assume they will bring yeah. in two more players. There will be news coming in the next six days. Yeah, there's there's no like luxury tax impact here. So uh, it will be very interesting to see who they bring in. Ty Ty Washington stuck around but did not play, even with both point guards out, uh, which again was a little interesting, but not all that interesting because. I mean, we went into the. We were going to go into the season with it just being Drew as the point guard and nobody else. And our our kind of conclusion yeah, that feels was, like eons ago. I know. It, well, it, it is in basketball terms. But our conclusion was like, well, if Chris and Giannis will handle more. Drew will handle a lot. Like it's they probably won't be able to bring in someone. And they did end up being able to bring in Payne, but uh, I'm not not too shocked. Although I, I do wish Ty Ty had gotten some burn, especially when you're down 30 freaking points in the first half. Um. But we'll see who they're able to bring in on those contracts. The unfortunate thing is the NBA rules, I think, are a little more stringent than they were during COVID. Like, I'm pretty positive Wenyan Gabriel, who's a good perimeter defender playing for the Wisconsin Herd, is not two-way eligible. He has one too many years of service, even though, I mean, a couple of his NBA seasons, he didn't really play all that many games, but still counts as four years of service for Wenyan. So, for an example, like, he's not eligible. Some of the players, Jalen Noel, not really a defender, but a guard who's been scoring 30 regularly in the G League. Just played in Oshkosh last night for the Stockton Kings. I think barely ineligible as well. 
Um, Stanley Johnson played in that game, certainly ineligible, has played too much. But uh, I, I don't know who they're going to find, put it that way. There has been some league-wide activity. I know Skylar Mays played pretty well for Portland last year at the point guard spot, but I think the Lakers already scooped him up. Someone named Alex Fudge is available. Yeah, he was uh, the guy who got waived for Skylar Mays. Yeah, I and, think so. Uh, or no, or Dylan he Windler. Was, it was Dylan Windler. He got waived for Dylan, Dylan Windler. Windler. If you may recall, like pretty nondescript white guy for the Cavs, set the G League rebounding single game record: thirty-three rebounds. Thirty-three rebounds in a game is ridiculous. It's he ridiculous. More rebounds and points. It's. I mean, yeah, when you score and when you have thirty-three yeah, I, rebounds. I mean, that's that's. Uh, one, I kind of couldn't believe no one. I mean, Taco Fall played like two years in the G League. I kind of couldn't believe it was only 33. Bro, Taco Fall doesn't know how to do anything. Yeah, also, you can only play like 20 minutes a game. For It's crazy. For a guy who's like 7'5". Oh, my guy. He did my guy. Sim, Sim just stand by the basket. Like, again, it's probably conditioning is why the, the hugest guys couldn't. But also, those guys, I mean, obviously would suck in rebounds because you couldn't. I mean, Sim, he's like... It's it's height and girth. You can't get that close to him, so he could really rebound. But the thing is with that is you can't like go and chase down rebounds that like take a bounce the wrong way. If you're not in proper position, it's gone. You're not. I, I really I want to watch the film of the Dylan Windler 33 rebound game because I've got to imagine it's like the least inspiring. That might be the most sicko record. thing you've ever said. It's got to be like I just think it would be hilarious because I wonder how many are like like does he look like Rodman out there? Or did he just get a bunch of lucky bounces in a ton of minutes? I don't know. Actually, yeah, I do I, want to watch the tape I, I, on that. I, right? Isn't it a little intriguing? You're like, oh, yeah. did Dylan Windler really figure out the glass or just right place, right time? I don't know. But Alex anyway, Fudge is available. Yeah, I, I know literally nothing about him. His wiki page, I I love Laker fans. There's almost nothing on his wiki. Because I'm, I'm literally at this point, I'm like, is anyone – who's available, known as Perimeter Defender. Let me see if I can do some snooping. There's almost nothing, but he was part of the team that won the first ever in-season tournament, Rohan. They did update that, so congrats to Alex Fudge. Hopefully he lands on his feet. Adrian Griffin. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I don't think he's done great in January or even that well in January. I also think, like, he's trying almost everything possible. Nothing is he's, working. I know the number one gripe now is they pick up too far from the rim. I didn't get to see all the Utah game, but in the Houston game, especially in the second half, I felt like they were picking up a lot closer to the three-point line, and it helped a little bit. I I don't know. I the just, guys in the Utah game that were doing that were like Ajax and Chris Livingston, yeah. who are guys who the are suited guys. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is who what are actually like. quick enough to handle it, unlike – Chris and like Damian Lillard, Beasley, yeah, yeah, because like, yeah, it, we we didn't see a ton of that, which is good. Yeah, but we're we're seeing in this in this stretch, and again, I agree with you. I don't think it's probably like he's not he's not acting like he's a top five coach in the league right now. No, but what else is he supposed to do? That's my thing because he's literally trying every option available. Like Chris Livingston just checks into the game and you're like, yeah, just go execute. AJ green is the guy who's calling out defensive rotations in the first half. And, and it's just like, what What are you supposed to do at this point? Maybe you bring in a Malik Beasley like earlier in the game because uh, you know, you need some offense. The offense is sputtering. 
uh, as the Bucks are getting closer uh, to the end of the game there and had brought it to a reasonable thing. But in and like we talked about earlier, there's a lot of defensive miscues that are occurring with this team. But also, like I mentioned, the young guys have no problem really executing that scheme. So I don't know realistically what the issue is there because it's just it's a train wreck and it's mostly because of the vets realistically like offensively and defensively and again the young guys offensively i'm not going to say they're doing great because they realistically aren't doing anything on the offensive end they get the ball panic and then pass it to someone else and that's just Uh, marjan's been good around the hoop Otherwise, Marjan's yes. been good around the hoop. And Livingston, uh, Livingston's like, I'm just going to try and be LeBron every possession. I don't know. If I get the yeah, ball, which, I'm getting to the rim, which, hey, good on him. Well, it, yes, but there were also some possessions later in the game where he caught the ball, like Brooke passed it to him on the wing, and it's like Ajax is there. He's like, uh, I don't want to I don't want to deal with this. And he's yeah. just like that. And it's like, yeah, fair enough. This is your the career high in minutes, and it's less than 15. So yeah. uh, understandable. But I don't really understand what else – the Boxer and Adrian Griffin are really supposed to do because the roster's flawed. The yeah. roster is absolutely flawed. It's not set up for success in any way whatsoever. And well, I guess you can say offensive success. That's the yes, way. it That's is. It. it is. It is set up for offensive success. And I don't know. Maybe this is all Trevor Gleason's fault. I don't yeah, know. That's I, a can joke. Can we get this guy out of here? He Raptors comes in and the Bucks uh, and the Bucks offense just starts sputtering into nothingness Horrible. because again. For for people who have been like, oh, I've always been on the Adrian Griffin train. I need to get him out of here. Where were you during December when the Bucks well, were went uh, nah, eleven and two or whatever, and what? were scoring one hundred and thirty plus points per game? That's Did you thing. still want him to be fired? Because the the blueprint exists for this team. Like we saw, we've seen it literally with this team, with this roster. We've seen this team succeed at the highest levels. We've seen them just absolutely crush opponents based on their offensive output, which is what this roster is designed to do. And everything was clicking. Everyone was firing on all cylinders. I just don't know what's happened during the stretch. I, well, I, I, realist- I think it's a combination of things. I think, I mean, everyone, again, because I think there's, I think a lot of people are just settled on a fall guy. And I think it's just more complicated than one fall guy. And I, I think Adrian Griffin, the guy that they've decided on, is not the number one most responsible. I mean, I think it's, the number, the two guys, I would say. I mean, you could say John Horst, and I'm not that. Uh, it's going to sound funny. I'm not even criticizing John Horst, as we've talked about. They built a great roster around Drew Holiday at point guard. They had the opportunity to get an All NBA player at point guard, and they did it. But that player does the opposite of what Drew Holiday does. And the moment they made the trade, like I've said this, there is no knockout two way five player starting lineup with, with Crowder out. Maybe when Crowder gets back. Even even still, though, I mean, we're like deifying Jay Crowder at this point. We miss him so much. There was an article in The Athletic. It sounds like he's he's making great progress. He's about to play five on five. I also, would guess he doesn't play against Boston, personally. That's not reporting, but I, I, I'm guessing no. And also, that would be a hell of a time to come back. I, I don't even know if I want that for him, but uh, he's close. Also, also got an email from Boss Man. Oh, you and, got, oh uh, is he restocked? He he's dropping some new stuff. Oh, some new more stuff. He's got that Letterman jacket. Oh, the Wizards yeah. signed uh, Hamadou Diallo to a ten day. Yep. Uh, to be a what? Wait, what? To I'm just reading this email. Sorry, you just got the and email. A, no, 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 no. Uh, and it says to be a 
a boss, but I'm assuming it, I'm assuming it's boss because it's B O nine nine. Yeah, that, that's how that's how you spell boss. <laughs> to be a Bo ninety nine is to inspire others to be whoever and whatever they want to be. Life is a journey. You have to embrace each part of it to make you who you are meant to be. I hope I inspire you to go on this journey with me and show you my Bo ninety nine. But that time boss but that time it was in lowercase the bo oh. um mentality and style all right then that's so good. yeah that's our boss man update but yeah we are we are deifying jay crowder at this point because we're like oh my god perimeter defense perimeter flexibility defensive flexibility please please just please. a player who can play on both ends it's like oh my god wouldn't that be nice to have one of those to pair with the honest that's what we're looking for at this point wow, just one, one which is nice which is why I, I'm just I'm sure Bobby and or Pat are gone at the trade yeah. deadline. Like and, the Bucks needed a defensive big man help immediately. I've seen John Horse work miracles. I think he'll do it again. There's I've seen some doubt that he'll be able to. He has to. He will. I mean, they turned DJ Augustine into PJ Tucker. Yeah. They got I Damian love that Lillard. when I yeah, that's fair. I love that when when the Bucks traded DJ Augustine, he just fell off the face of the earth. I mean, I mean, that's happened to a lot of guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, it's unfortunate. Yeah, but it's worked out for, for DJ the Bucks. Augustine. It's worked yeah. out for the DJ Augustine made a lot of money. He's okay, I'm sure. But yeah, the Bucks score 46 in the first half in against Utah. They score some similar low number in the first half against Houston. If they're scoring at their usual level, even if their defense sucks equally bad, which I don't think it would. I still think the two sides are related. The more you score, the better your defense plays because you're in the half court more, etc. And you just have momentum. But even if they gave up the same amounts, if they score and they're within like 15 at the half, they're winning both of those games based on how they play in the second half just by making the same defensive switches. It's not a team that's built to suck offensively. They don't have the horses on defense to make up for that. I've said it after almost all of their bad losses. Some have just been bad. But most of the time, it's like, yeah, their offense dies. Their defense can't pick up the slack. It just can't. It's not because their scheme is bad. I think their scheme is okay right now. It started off really bad. It's gotten a lot better. I think a lot more logical over the last couple months, which is kind of funny because it's like none of the stuff Adrian Griffin planned on doing, but he's had to do it and he's done it. And I think they're, they're getting a lot. They're not getting everything out of their defensive personnel. I think they're getting a lot out of them. I don't think there's much more. I'll put it this way. I don't think you could draw up the perfect scheme for these players. I don't think it makes them a great defense with what they have available. And if it No, for sure. And if it does, you're probably talking about like we're just we're just not playing like three, you know, high-paid crucial guys on the team, which is just not really tenable, which is kind of where we're at anyway. So, that's why I think I think this losing streak is a compounding factor. I think the defense has gotten even worse, but I think a lot of it is because there's so much stress on it because Dame is in a slump, Bobby's in a slump, it's a horrible slump. Pat's actually starting to shoot well again, but it's just not accomplished enough and is not really defending all that well. Uh, I think before, like the first half against Utah, Chris was pretty bad in that first half too, which helped uh, Utah build a lead. Like the three-point shooting overall is just very cold and the offense is too. And they're just not built to withstand that. I think that's making every other deficit show so much clearer. 
Yeah. And especially when we, one name we haven't mentioned really is Giannis. And because teams are just throwing three guys at him again, we're, we're, we're at so this point. Good. He's been, he's been incredible. He's doing everything he possibly can in, in this trip. I just want to say quickly, 34.6 points, 60% from the field, still 14 rebounds, 7.8 assists, just 2.8 turnovers, 1.2 steals, 1.0 blocks. And He's doing literally and whatever he can. Losing his minutes. It's 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 a disservice to Yadis. 34-14-8 over two stocks. 60% from the field. Never been done before. Never ever no. been done before in a full season. And they're losing his minutes. And he's been pretty good. And we mentioned the labs. He's been pretty good defensively. At times, they're only good defender as well. That's what really makes this sick is Giannis, I mean, he's not going out of games either. Like, they're not giving up. He's fighting every single minute. No, he almost played 40 minutes in this game. He's averaging just under 38 in January. It's just like somebody – they just need to pick him up. They need to pick up around him. I mean, Giannis deserves better than this. That's No, he truly he truly does. He's doing literally everything he can on the basketball court to really try and will these teams to, this team to victory. And, yeah, that I mean, that's what he did against the Spurs. They were going to be dead in the water. They were going to lose to the Spurs if it wasn't for Giannis. He's the only reason that they're in these games at all. Otherwise, it's like 25-point losses across the board. Yeah. He's playing like he's the best in the world right now. And the team, like you said, they need to pick up around him because he is doing he's doing special things on the basketball court right now. Like even yeah. like Utah was a down, down game for him. 25-10-11 with four turnovers. Triple and they bubble. lose his min- yeah, and they lose his minutes by fourteen. Just absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous work for Giannis. and the rest of the team just is not providing. Like we're we're at a point, like we mentioned this, where Chris Livingston, who was the last pick in the draft, didn't yeah. play in college, and is twenty years old. We're like, oh my god, Chris Livingston, save us, please! He's a revolution. He is a revolution, and it shouldn't be the case. Like this team is a like this team wants to be in the NBA. They want to win the title this year. Yeah. They're like last pick of the NBA draft. Save please. us, please. please, please. We need you. Well, we need even you. Even with Andre Jackson, it's the thirty sixth pick in the draft as a rookie. Like the expectations for him should be like kind of fun when he comes in. And there's people who are like he should start over Malik Beasley. He just has. It's just like. I mean, even if that's the right call, which I don't really necessarily think it is, just because your offense takes such a big hit, and he's again, and he will foul out. And he's he's not Matisse Tybel on defense right now. You like, keep coming back to Tybel. Tybel's really. Tybel, I, I mean, might be. I dude, you might be. Con- I think you're convincing me. I mean, just put any guy who's anywhere close to that out there, and who can do something consistently offensively. That's. I think thing. you've won me over with Tybel. My point has been like, look at what the young guys have done. And they're not even that great of NBA defenders right now. Find a vet who actually is. Get Crowder back. Like vets who can play on both ends. And like Tybal doesn't do much, but he's like 40% from three. Chris Dunn, 40% on catch and shoot threes this year. And he'll take them. And obviously he can handle the ball as well. Get one of those guys for guards. Get Crowder. Play them a bunch around your main guys. I just think the team looks way different. I think it's it sounds small. It maybe sounds like not enough. I think that changes the whole makeup of the team in, in a drastic way. Marcus Smart's going to be available. John Morant out for the season. Stephen Adams, which also it just out for came out of nowhere, so bad, so well, horrible. I was watching, like 
uh, Taylor Jenkins was like, yeah, he's going to warm up and try to go in the game with a shoulder tightness. And then it was actually as a torn shoulder labrum out for season came out not long after. It's like, geez, that's a, quite the negative turn of events. I'm really out of nowhere. Tyrese Halliburton with a rough slip in Indiana. We'll see. Sounds or like a hamstring. Looks like it. Did Chris end up missing like almost all that season? Yeah. That's really sucks for Indiana, obviously, as well. We'll see what, what they do and if this changes their approach at all. But um, there are certainly Chris some. Chris didn't come some back until available. like March that season. And it took him a while to get back into rhythm, too. I remember that. And he was he, never the same. Well, the, yeah, defensively. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate. Uh, unfortunate, indeed. Uh, hopefully, it's not even that bad for Halliburton. I don't think anything's no, been official not. yet. Yeah. Um, but it was an ugly slip. He had to get carried off the court. Anyway. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. I just think they they need the reinforcements and 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 even on top of just defense, someone who can play as your backup big. Yeah, just a serviceable big man would hey, be great. You know who's available now over in Memphis, my guy Biz, big business oh Bismack Biombo. Biombo would change your life right now, Rohan. He would change your existence. I think he would, honestly. He absolutely would. I thought you were going to say like Surge. No, hell no. No, no quitters. But Biombo, Biombo rolling off Dame as the bench unit, they would they would look like Kobe and Shaq compared to what we're getting now. Big I'm just biz. trying to think. In, I'm just trying to think. Big Biz, like who who is available for the Bucks to really get? Like the the big thing biz. is this. Yes, Big Biz. Just make a trade with Memphis. Get Marcus. Get Big. Get Jaron if you can. Why not? I mean, I uh, I, I think salary wise. Bobby and Pat for Marcus Smart and Big Biz does work. I think the issue is why would Memphis do that? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I don't think I, Portland I don't, seconds. Yeah, I mean, you, you try. I don't think that's enough. You try that for sure. I mean, Marcus Smart has not had a very good year. I think that's he was like thirty-ish percent shooting three. I think he's on a hot yeah. spell. He now. also he also missed a bunch of time as always. I mean, that's kind of the the ongoing concern with Marcus Smart and the issue with diving on the floor every other possession. I mean, I think Memphis would probably have some interest in Brooke Lopez, but probably a lot less now that their season is a waste. Yeah. So maybe I, I don't know. If, if, does Taylor Jenkins love Bobby Portis? That's really the the operative question. I hope there. he does. Me I hope too. he does. Uh, because it's there's not a ton of players who are available. One thing about the league nowadays with the play in and everything is that more teams are competing, which means more teams are likely to be buyers rather than sellers. And just meaning there's there's a fewer uh, there, there's a smaller pool of players available to acquire via trade at the trade deadline, and it's 
it's just going to be it's going to be interesting to see uh, how the Bucks navigate February eighth. What's Dragon Bender up to? Oh man, that's a that's a good name. Hmm? Oh, Biz is on five million this year. Biz got the bag. Good for him. Uh, oh, you thought Bucks, he was on a min? Yeah, I thought he was on a min. Yeah, the Bucks may have to throw in a, 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 one of their own mins to make this work. But Marcus Smart is on just under nineteen, so pretty close to Bobby and Pat combined. Oh, I did not mean to click Stephen Adams. No, thank you. Uh, he is out for the season. In case anyone did not know. Um, but I think there is. I think Memphis is the most intriguing one because they definitely are a team who I could see being like, you know what, let's pick up some more picks. We're going to draft 18 times in the draft this year because that's all we love to do and keep it moving. Uh, oh, I clicked on Luke Kennard instead of Biz. I, I'm barely operating <laughs> the trade machine. You can tell I'm out of practice. It's yeah, it, but we're going to be we're going to be acclimated to this trade oh, machine yeah. because. Like we mentioned, change has to happen. There has to be change. The Bucks can't need... be traded until January thirty first because he was recently signed. Oh, okay. I will say okay. though, Marcus Smart and Bismack Biombo for Bobby Pat and Marjan, it's within ninety k salary. That's how close it is, which means it's a very much a legal trade. Okay, okay, it's very interesting. Very good to know. I would cry if they got Bismack Biombo. You would be the happiest person on planet. But I, I am owed Bismack Biombo on the Bucks because I've been all over this. I love how my my dream guys to the Bucks are guys like Josh Hart, Larry Nance Jr., Dame, Dame. You, you were you, you were heavy on Dame for a long time. You've got Biz. Biz. <laughs> now I got Chris Dunn. Yeah, Chris Dunn and Bismack Biombo, which I, is it's I dabble fair. I dabble in in effective role players you do you i mean do. remember when chemi i thought i thought that was oh be. god number 37 number 37 who lost would you would you want chemi on this no. team no never again <laughs> i do learn i'm not irredeemable <laughs> i do learn killed me. I, I would try i would dabble in some rodney good though Rodney, uh, big Rod. Jeremy Lamb played for the Stockton Kings, and I'm disgusting because I was like, "What would Jeremy Lamb look like on the Bucks?" Bad. And then like he didn't get a call, and was like so late getting back, and I was like, "Okay, no, we don't need more of this." Yeah, fair. We got enough of that. Yeah, we got we got a lot of that already. Guys not getting back on defense. That's just that's the Bucks. The Bucks nowadays, their their new team hashtag should be doesn't get back on defense. I've seen real reasonable people say. You know what? Maybe they should just play the Nasus more. Because they're right. That's how you know we're down horrendous. No, I mean, like, what's the harm? Don't I, actually tell me. Well, it's just, I'll, I'll put it nicely. There's just less upside than just playing the young guys, which it seems like is what Griff has settled on to. Like, let's just play Chris Livingston and see if we have a real player here versus TA. And we'll have At TA. At least TA has NBA experience. Yeah. And is like an actual capable defender. I mean, Andre Jackson might be closing the minutes gap this season. I don't know about that one, but... The points gap. Yeah, that's a different story. I mean, for Andre, that's that's not... not, Marjan probably is almost there already. Um, Who's who's the apple of your eye? I mean, it's always Larry Nance. Oh, yeah, you do love Larry Nance. 
I don't yeah, think it's I, gonna... I'm in now. I'm in. Swap for Bobby for sure. I'm in. Why not? Like, I don't know why New Orleans would do that at this point, but. And he's he's another guy who's like consistently in and out of the rotation, like in and out with injury, not of the rotation. Yeah. But in and out with injury. I'm and in on one of these Nets guys too. Like, I wonder. I'm, I, I'm not even. That. He makes he makes ten mil. Yeah, this that's uh, like I'm not even in love with these guys, but like. Bobby in the good second for like Royce O'Neal or Dorian Finney-Smith. I think you'd have to throw in someone else for TFS too. It's just like, how much better does that make your team just off rip? I don't know who you played the big though. Then that's the issue with that trade. You have to I mean, like, like Dayron Sharp. Yeah, and by the way, exists. Yeah, and by the way, to be clear, uh, Larry Nance Jr. should be back on the court soon. He's out right now. Yeah. No, I can't do it, Rohan. It's too risky. Here, wait, let's see. Is he? Or am I? Am I... The, the, no, no, he's back. He's his Schro- back. Schrodinger's in- injury report. No, 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 he's back. He's back. I'm not insane. I saw someone say they should get Ben Simmons. I threw up. Oh, oh man. If he didn't make so much money, he would I would help. maybe. That's the worst part. But the wor- he, like, he's not playing, so. No. He's going to Paris, I saw. But I think it's because the team is. Yeah. <laughs> he's just going Somebody to Paris. Somebody posted in our Discord, like, he's going to Paris. I was like, damn, he's just going on an international trip mid-season. I know the Nets hate him. I didn't know they hated him that much. But I believe the Nets and Cavs are playing a game over there. So yeah, they he's are not playing just frolicking. <laughs> he's just go- I mean, like, why not at that well, point? By the time if he's over there, he probably, yeah, probably will be. Why not just stay an extra week in Europe? Like, why not? Yeah. We're down bad. Yeah. When Ben Simmons comes up and it's not immediately like disgusting deer noises, that's a bad sign. Does yeah. anyone on the Pistons move you? Obviously. Actually, I, they're Cade. buyers apparently. Is anyone on the Wizards move you? The Wizards? No. Do I mean like know? Daniel Gafford? Uh, that would be the big. I kind of think like – I think we would cherish Denny Avdia in a way no one ever has. I I do too, but I just don't think they're going to move him. I don't know what they're going to do though. I mean, I think they have they're going to be coming up. Like, do they maybe? I think but, they're going to be sellers. They kind of have to be sellers. They don't have to do, but they're, this new front office they've shown they don't really care about Avdia. His new extension kicks in next year, so he's poison pill. So it'd be a little hard to figure out anyway. It's a pretty reasonable extension though. Yeah, because he hasn't done a, a whole lot. <laughs> Yeah, he's like a good level. defender, and that's about it. People really just, love Delon Wright. I, I'm not moved by Delon Wright. It's been it's been so many years where we're just like, hey, maybe Delon Wright. And I yeah. think it it would have been nice like three years ago, but yeah. I mean, it's a backup point guard. I don't look at it as a huge concern, just because. I mean, if if Dame is playing, he's going to play a ton in the games that really matter. So you're really talking about ten minutes or less a game. And it's just not that big of a concern. I just think they can work around that. Can you can you pry anyone away from the Hawks? For sure, they're selling everyone. I know, who? but like who? I, I I thought about this. Capella? No, no. Can you sneak in and get to Jante? I have heard I was some reports that. that are like teams are actually a little scared of his contract, and I immediately went, "Oh, the Bucks aren't. They don't care. They'll pay it." Distressed asset, good player at lower cost because of his. That's how they got it's too, it, He 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 makes too much money though. Is the issue? 
Doesn't make all that much that season, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Is oh, it, I, I thought it was more. What is it? 20 some? 18.2 this season. Sneaks up on you. Oh, God. Bobby, Pat, and a young guy for him and somebody else. It maxes out at 30.1 yeah, in it goes 2027. Up. It goes up. He signed an extension, but. Yeah, it's. Oh, that's crazy. I mean. I think they would absolutely – they're always afraid of the tax. They Their only safe player is Jalen Johnson, who's like a good player. It's, I don't know about that. It doesn't seem like they want to trade Trey either, um, which obviously the Bucks would have no interest in Trey with Dame. But I think DeJounte could be like can – Can we bring Wes back? Wes and DeJounte for the Does usual. that work? Let me I try it, it right does. Now. Oh, wait. And he died the Bucks. Hold on. I mean, doing, if you want to get smart with your Nepo, you could throw uh, AJ Griffin in there. Let's say no. I'd rather have Wes. Yeah, I mean, me too. Wes and Dejounte for Bobby, Pat, and Marjan. Yeah. And I'm assuming picks. Yeah. Like second rounders. Yeah, all two of them. Send them over. <laughs> that trade works. I am man. When I hear this is and the Bucks say the Bucks save five point five mil <laughs> and open up a roster spot. Yeah. So when I hear this is a, I'll share some game with everyone. When you hear uh, front offices around the league are worried about the long term impacts of this guy's contract, that to me screams Bucks will do it. They're trying to win right now so badly. They know it's going to be bad on the cap later. Guess what? You have Giannis, Dame, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. Add DeJounte to that. Your team is just stupid at that point. Your team, oh, man. He's not even like a great defender, but he's a pretty good defender. He's a good, he's a bet. He comes in, he walks in as the best perimeter defender on the team. Hey, when the Celtics added a Spurs guard midseason, it saved their season. That's all I'm saying. DeJounte yeah, is fair. one beat away from the Spurs. Yeah. And unlike Derek White, DeJounte has actually been an all star. Very true. Yeah. Derek oh, White's you've probably, got me. Derek White's better. But the DeJounte, I'm like, I could totally. Derek White. Is Derek, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they're trying. I think they would They would for sure try to do that. Ooh. I haven't seen a lot of DeJounte buzz for the Bucks, so. Uh. I don't think people are that interested generally. Or, or, I mean, I don't think people are in the league are that interested in him. But I think the Bucks, I think it makes a ton of sense. I think it does, too. Actually, you, know, you need to bring a big back, though. Do they have any cheap bigs? Or you just have um, to sign one? I think you'd have to sign one. I mean, let's see. Like, who do they have? Like, Capella makes too much money. Yeah, I, I, um, Capella trades the, just the like, issue, I'm good. The issue with the Hawks is they just aren't big. Yeah. And and I don't like, think I don't think you're going to get Okongu for a reasonable trade. No, and even – and he's he's poison build too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It'd and, probably be another Cap- trade then, honestly. I can't believe Capella makes $20.6 million. And it's just like I've, I've seen like, oh, should they trade like try to go get Capella? It's like I think he's not better than Brooke Lopez. I don't no, think he's like this switchable smaller. force anymore. Like he's No, absolutely now. not. So I no, I don't want Clint Capella. If, if there's a Hawk that they're getting, I mean, I guess trade a, a Vetman for Wes or just, I mean, give me DeJounte Murray and let's just go, you know what? F the defensive talent. Let's just have the most talented starting five in the league and outdo Boston there. I mean, and you are adding defensive talent. You are. 
I don't, I, just don't, I don't know if he's like a stopper, but I just think your offense, your overall talent level is just overwhelming at that point. I know, but I, I just, I, I he cannot would help stress. On he would help. On he defense. would, he would help on defense. He would walk in as the best perimeter defender yeah. on the team by far, and that's it's all because it's such a low bar. He's not what he used to be at all on the defensive end, but he's still. I mean, could. maybe he could get closer to that on this team where a lot less is required offensively. As long as he's not bouncing up the basketball off guys' heads in the middle of the game. like He could do that sometimes. I need yeah, some fun fair. in my life after the way this month has started, basketball-wise. Yeah, but Bobby will be gone. Who's going to fight him? T.A. Yeah, oh, yeah. Fair enough. Boss man. No, we keep boss man healthy. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, you have bigger needs, boss man. <laughs> and don't even let boss man hold back T.A. anymore. Someone else has to do that. We I might mean, have lost which, a week of boss man because he re-injured himself trying to hold back TA from leaping vertically, not even toward the court. But I was like, 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 like that guy in guy court at the TA. judge. <laughs> That's pretty much. <laughs> I love that that guy is going in front of the same judge again this week. She said she didn't let it impact her sentencing, which is some grade A lying. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> Just just amazing. Uh, what else? Who else can we yearn over? I mean, we've already talked about Tybal and Chris Dunn, who I think are just like very obvious. Like for Tybal, it's literally Portland. Like here's your second round pick back. Enjoyed the 35th pick in the draft. And Pat, homecoming for Pat over there. And then Chris Dunn, it's like a Marjan and a pick. Yeah. The price of the bag went up with that performance. That's for sure. For sure, especially against the Bucks. Danny Ainge is like, oh, you like what you saw, yeah. didn't you? <laughs> That's the issue really with him. Is it's Ainge, but we shall see. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be an active uh it's gonna be an active time for the Milwaukee Bucks over the next month. We should get two way news over the next six. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about, uh yeah, the Bucks uh the, they play the Celtics on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, they do. You know, it's funny and may, I hope this doesn't age horrible. I feel like it's going to be their best game so far, and then they're going to play some crap team after and, and have a similar issue again. Unless they just yeah. fix it. I do think this game is an inflection point, though. It absolutely is. I could, based on where the, and it's a it's an interesting stretch of games, too, because they have the Celtics, they have the Kings, they have the Warriors, they have uh, some other team I'm missing. Cavs. Cavs. Pistons uh, twice. Oh, that's good. But no, this this stretch of games where it's just Celtics, Warriors, Kings, Cavs, like that's a tough stretch of games. Yeah. It's a really tough stretch of games. Then like they have the Pistons Warriors twice. might have Draymond back. Like who knows? Pistons twice, Cavs twice, home for Pels, and then they you go have Cavs on three. You have Cavs three times in a week and a half. The schedule sucks. Um, and then they go on a five game Western West Coast road trip. Um, and actually, trade deadline day that night, they host the Timberwolves. So hopefully they do their business before the actual day of the deadline or it's going to be a pretty crap game uh, on trade deadline day. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a, it's going to be an active time for the Bucks. But yeah, this Boston Celtics game does kind of feel like an inflection point. I'm glad you brought that up because you could see this team going a few different directions. There are two different directions. You could see them play very, very competitively. You could see them win this game and be like, okay, cool. Everything's fine again. This is just a rough stretch. Uh, everyone's back, everyone's shooting well, they're just blow the doors off Boston and everything everyone's happy, right? Every but you could also see them just get their 
butts whooped. Like you could just see them absolutely get crushed and look not even in the same league as the Celtics. And that's when you're just like, okay, yeah, uh, this team needs to undergo a lot of, uh, they, they need to overhaul the team. So it'll be uh it'll be an interesting game on Thursday. What do you actually think is going to happen? You know what, Ty? I think it's going to be close. Give me a score prediction. Uh, 115-110 Bucks. I don't think the Bucks are winning if they only score 115. I mean, they held Boston to, like, what? Less than 110 last time? And Boston shot 40% from three? That's the funny thing about... No, they, they lost 119-116. Uh, okay, so they gave up 119, but Boston shot 40% from three at home. The funny thing about that game is they like just couldn't make layups the whole game or really many threes. The Bucs couldn't, and it was still close enough throughout, and then they made the comeback at the end. I wouldn't even call that a fake comeback. Dame's last shot pulls it within three points. Like maybe the defense is probably a little optimistic there, but if Boston has a bad shooting night, I think it's it's possible. I mean, they held Boston with good shooting to less than they've held Washington in either of their games. Like – they, they had more success against Boston, which I think kind of is because Boston is more wing-heavy and it's guards that just absolutely murk the ball. I mean, you look at the Jazz game. Laurie Markkinen shot 33%. The Rockets game. I think uh, Shangun had a pretty bad shooting night as well. But you look at Fred Van Vliet or Chris, uh, Chris Dunn was like two for two. But Jordan Clarkson, uh, Colin Sexton, who it's like, oh, yeah, Colin Sexton exists. Former future Buck. And those guys are just like unstoppable against Milwaukee. And thankfully, when the Celtics are healthy, they often watch forget this space. Ty. Oh, watch this space. They often the Celtics often forget Derek White even exists, which is really good for the Bucks. So I think it'll be a close game. I think the Bucks can absolutely win it. Um, if Dame's not back, they're probably cooked. But I think he will be back. Um, but yeah, I do think like rotational changes, roster changes, potential coaching change. Although I don't think that. I, I just think your season's probably DOA if you fire Adrian Griffin, as we talked because about. Because you can't. You you have no other option. Oh, I wanted to say this on the pod. Never seen Bucks Twitter hornier for a guy who's like 20 games under 500 in the playoffs as a head coach than Terry Stotts. Oh, are they had, actually? Yeah, if they had hired Terry Stotts at the start of the season, we would have all been so underwhelmed. Yeah, he has a good connection with Dame. He's a good offensive coach. He was a good offensive coordinator hire. He is like 20 and 40-some as a head coach in the playoffs. And that's I bring that up, number up specifically versus saying like, oh, he's been to one conference finals and never went to the finals. 20 games under 500 when you have a superstar is bad. It's not like all their teams, this and that. That's like not even competitive first round losses routinely if you're 20 games under 500 as a head coach. And there's some bucks. There's a couple other teams in there too. It's not all Blazers, but still like it's not a great hire. I'd much rather – have the continuity, continue going with Griffin. I think the only way they fire him is if it feels like he's really, truly lost the locker room, which despite Giannis's comments, Giannis was a lot more muted after the Jazz game. I, I don't think we're there. I don't think we're there. If we get there no. and John Horst thinks it's the right call, then fine. I don't think it helps the Bucks at all. I think it pretty much makes them DOA this season. There is no Ty Lue waiting in the wings. Even if Terry Stotts was here, there would be no Ty Lue waiting in the wings. No, for sure. Like, there's there's no, like, assistant on this current uh, coaching staff who's going to be like, yeah, this is a clear upgrade. Because We've, we've had the, half a year of Joe Prunty before. We have. And here's the thing. If this assistant 
was actually doing great things, we'd actually see that translate to the basketball court. Because guess what? They're already on the coaching set. I've also like, seen like, oh, they could get Darvin Ham potentially. It's just like Darvin Ham's not doing good in LA. It's not all his fault, but Darvin Ham is not having the kind of coaching performance with the Lakers that makes you go, bring him in. Yeah, I'd be fine with him coming in as like a lead assistant. That's fine. But yeah. like as the whole job? I don't know. Like that's that's the issue for everyone who's like, oh yeah, Adrian Griffin needs to be fired. Then what? Then what? You can't just say like, oh, we, we need to get this out of here because he's the clear only issue, which by the way, we already talked about is not true. And then what? Then what are you supposed to do? Like who's going to coach the team? It's a good question. I'll do it. I just you'd you'd have to you'd have to assemble a whole new staff, except for Josh Oppenheimer. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he's bound by blood to never leave yeah. the Bucks coaching staff. <laughs> he's. I, I think I'm fine with it now, based on what I'm seeing him do with Ajax's shot. I don't know, man. Everybody else is kind of going downhill, so I, I'm torn on that issue. That might be lethal shooter's fault. What he just posted a video. I think he was riding an exercise bike and shooting. Yeah, he was. And I was he, like, ne- he put it. He put it. No, he put a treadmill out, didn't he? Yeah. At, at like, I was like, that's uh, probably three- one of the least ridiculous things he's done, but still absolutely insane. Yeah, and it's like he has a streak of people who he's working with not actually improving their shot. Like Grady Dick, I think was the last guy to work out with Lethal Shooter, and he's struggling I, in the G League. I saw somebody post. If Lil Wayne was still active and noteworthy, he would have for sure said, Dick Bust, call me Toronto Raptors. And I was like, that's one of the best posts I've ever seen. That is outstanding. <laughs> that is, I don't know, that I don't is know amazing. if he's a bust yet. It's year one. It's, it's no, you can't classify him as a bust yet. You can't classify him as a bust yet. No, absolutely not. a hilarious not. thing to post. No, but it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> And on that note, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think we can uh, wrap this up. Uh, oh, I didn't give my score prediction. Oh uh, yeah, you better. I'd say I'll say I'll be I'll be optimistic because I just can't be bothered to be pessimistic anymore. Yeah, I'll say one twenty three, one fourteen bucks. Oh, nine point win, pretty pretty comfy. Yeah, nine point win because it'll get into like a, I think it'll be closer, but they get into the foul game. And that that's tends to extend the lead at the at the end of the game. But uh, I'll say that and we'll leave you with that. Say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on Blue Iron GSPN. Make sure you check out gspn.info for links to all of our pods. If you want to talk about a, about a Wisconsin sports team that is surging time, you got to you got to listen to Talk of the Tundra. Numak and Jordan have you covered for all things Green Bay Packers who are playoff bound, who are going to Dallas in the Mike McCarthy Bowl. This Sunday at 3.30, I will unfortunately be missing the first hour of that game because of a, a, a prior scheduled event. High tea? No, it's a, it's a, it's a massage. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Uh, not high tea. I would do high tea again. Ty, we should do high tea. I'm down. Let's do it. Next time you're in town, we're doing high tea. Next time the Bucks win, sometime in 2026, we'll get together and <laughs> enjoy high tea. Uh, sounds perfect can't wait but uh, no make sure you are subscribed to Talk the Tundra so you can catch up on all things Green Bay Packers uh, who are just just amazing amazing pure victory vibes. over the Chicago base pure vibes Aaron Jones ball and Jordan Love ball Jordan you got Love guys like him dude 
He's him. You got guys like Bo Melton out there balling like Mo Belton as the the top boys keeper for. I, I love that Bo Bo Melton. Wait, no Mo Belton. Now I don't. Now the problem is I'm going to forget which is which at this point. <laughs> His real name is Bo Melton. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Reed. All these guys. Maybe they get Christian Watson back. Who knows? But uh, it's uh, it, it'll be a good time. Make sure you subscribe to Tot and check out all of our pods at gspn.info. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening, podcast platform of choice, or watching on YouTube. Uh, make sure you leave a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. Tell your family and friends about the show. Pod random, and we will talk to you next time. <laughs>